Welcome to New Destiny Christian Center's Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor David Verdecchio. If you'd like to find more information about our ministry, please visit us online at www.NewDestinyChristianCenter.com. Ezekiel's calling and commissioning. Okay? And so there were seven things that we looked at in his calling and commissioning, but I want to break it up into two sections. Okay? The first one, the first four, were what God needed Ezekiel to be. See, if you're going to answer the call of God, there are things that God requires of you. If you're going to obey what God has called you to do in whatever area it is, it doesn't matter. It can be in business as a business owner and an entrepreneur. It can even be just as, and well, just as, I don't, want to, I don't want to make it sound smaller, but it can be as a parent raising up the next generation. There are things that God requires in order to fulfill the will of God. And he doesn't apologize for it. Society might. The modern church might. But God doesn't. So the first one he told Ezekiel was stand to your feet. He told him, you need to be serious. You need to to listen to what I have to say. You need to stand up. The second one is he said, do not be afraid of them. None of us will ever fulfill the call of God and the will of God in our lives, you know, in our generation. People say, well, is this the last generation? Well, I know it's my last generation. I can't worry about last you know, past generations, and I can develop people for future generations, but this is my only generation that I'm ever going to be in, and if we are going to affect this generation, we cannot be afraid of what they'll think, what they'll say, or what they'll do. We have to stand for truth regardless, okay? You have to be determined to fulfill your mission against everybody's opinion. Amen. It's good stuff, right? See, that's something that we have to determine. We get to choose that. God doesn't make you strong. You make yourself strong. Amen. All right. The third one that God expected of Ezekiel and he expects of us, he says, hear what I have to say. If you're going to fulfill God's call and you're going to be a man or a woman that obeys God, you can't make up what God says. You can't make it up because it's what you think he should say. There's a lot of things I think God should say. The problem is he didn't say them. I mean, you know, if I was God, there's some things I would change. But the problem is I'm not. And so we can't, if we're going to fulfill God's will, when we're witnessing to somebody, when we're living our lives, when we're raising up our children, we have to stay with what God said. Now, here's another one that's difficult. You can't add to it. Have you ever noticed that sometimes God will give a a one-sentence prophecy and then we add six chapters on top of it? Usually what that is, is we're trying to interpret what he said. We'll always be safer when we just say what he said. He doesn't need us to interpret for him. And you can't take away from what he said. These are powerful thoughts when you begin to really delve into them. 
When God speaks and He says something, sometimes it's things that we just plain don't like. You know, I, I don't like when He said, you're sheep among wolves. That's one of the most disheartening scriptures in the Bible to me. I don't want to be a sheep among wolves. Wolves eat sheep. I want to be a wolf among sheep. I want to be the predator. I want to be the apex one. Make me a bear. Make me something that eats something else, not a sheep. But he said, we're sheep among wolves. That means there's going to be difficulties. There's going to be hardship. He said, he said don't, don't worry about it when they hate you. Don't worry about it when they talk bad about you. Don't worry about that stuff. They, they, they did it to me. They'll do it to you. Like, oh, you know, God, can we just leave that part out? And then, of course, the fourth one that he expected of Ezekiel is he said, you have to eat the scroll that is full of lamentation, mourning, and woe. See, that was a choice. He said, Ezekiel, take the scroll and eat it. God always gives us choices to obey and not obey. And it's always up to us whether we're going to do it or not. You know, everybody thinks that, that when you see a, a powerful man and woman of God, you see these guys that, that are turning nations and so many in times past that I've seen and people like Lester Sumrall and Smith Wigglesworth and so many that are out there. You know, we, we think that it just must have been so easy for them. And reality was it's not easy for anyone. That every man and woman of God that has stood the test of time has been through difficult times and hardships and had to choose the hard thing over the easy thing. So the last three were part of the commissioning. See, you can be called. You can be anointed. But until you're commissioned, what is the commissioning? The commissioning is when God says the time is now. The Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. We all have the call of God on our lives, but we choose whether we're going to do what it takes for God to then commission us, which means go. Right? He told him, go and speak. He's saying, okay, Ezekiel, it's your time. Go. I tell people, you know, the call of God is, is kind of like having 10 bucks in your pocket. It's really not all that hard. God's called everybody. The question is, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to do what it takes for God to then tell you, now it's your turn to go? And I'm not talking about personal witness. We're all supposed to do that all the time. But I'm talking about when we begin to step out in a different way and we go and fulfill the will of God in our lives at that level that's more of a corporate level. Next thing he told him, he said, I want you to give them warning. He didn't tell them, go out there and pet them and tell them they're all wonderful and there's a God-shaped hole missing inside of you and Jesus wants to fill it and it's all going to be good and if you just hang on, you'll have plenty of money and everything's going to be wonderful. So give them warning. You better obey God. Because if you don't, it's not going to go well for you. Now, isn't this just a great sermon today? <laughs> These are the ones that are the hardest in the world to preach. And the seventh thing is he told him, arise and go out. You can never take the go out of the gospel. Amen? And then section two was the judgment of Judah. Okay? It's where God said, it's, it, you're not doing what's right, and I need to judge you. And I'm not going to go into detail on them. It's with the clay tablets, remember, where he made the little 
lay siege and he's playing in the, in, the, in the dirt and in the mud as an example of what's going to happen to Judah. Ezekiel had to lay on his side. I tell people all the time, you want to be a prophet? What are you going to do if he tells you to lay on your side for 390 days? Well, God doesn't do that. Read Ezekiel. And then when it's all done, he told him, now roll over and lay on the other side for 40 more days. Thinking, oh, great. The defiled bread, the razor, and the hair. He told him, shave your hair. Take a third of it and burn it. Take a third of it, strike it with the sword, and scatter the other third. That's what's going to happen to Israel and to Judah. Powerful things, powerful things. And then we talked about how it really is important what we do matters. What we do as a congregation matters. What we say, what we believe, what we stand for, it makes a difference. As a nation, it's important. We're going to get into a little bit the judgment of the nations, but what we do as a nation makes a difference. God pays attention. Don't be one of these that just thinks that, well, whatever God's will is, it'll happen. No, we have an influence, and we have to have that influence. What we do as a nation makes a difference to how God will treat us and what will happen. I want the blessing of God. I want the hand of God. Right? What we do as a church makes a difference. New Destiny Christian Center has to stand in the face of adversity and be Christian. No matter what all the other churches do. Right? There's always other churches, always remnants out there, churches that are great churches that love God and all that. There's always going to be churches out there that don't. They'll stand with things that are ungodly and stand with things that are wrong. And stand. It makes a difference with new destiny. What we do is a body. Just us gathering when it's difficult. It would have been easy for me to just say, you know what, I'm not wearing a mask in church, so we're not doing it. Lots of churches have. Do I like it? No, I hate it. The best part about Sunday morning is when I'm standing behind the pulpit, I don't have to wear a mask. Not the best part, but I do enjoy that part. But we have to stand and say the word of God must go out. People must be saved. We have to continue to do it. It's important that the church meets. It makes a difference. And as individuals, we have to, you have to, stand as a Christian, get your word from the word of God, be obedient to God. Whether you witness to people or not makes a difference. You know, we, nobody wants to lay anything on anyone anymore. There may be people that you run into today that if you don't witness to them when God prompts you or the opportunity is there, they may never hear the gospel. And you'll see their face again. Because I believe that in eternity, when it says he'll wipe away every tear, we all say that's the hardships. I think it's all the missed opportunities. And I think we will weep at the opportunities that we blew by because we were uncomfortable. Because our brothers and sisters, our children, our parents didn't want to hear it and so we weren't comfortable and so we didn't share the word. We must be a witness. You must be a witness. Amen. What you believe makes it. Okay, we're going to go down. <laughs> we're going to jump down to chat to uh, the third uh, section of Ezekiel. And the third section encompasses chapters 25 through 32. And obviously I'm not going to go into all those. I'm going to touch a couple at the beginning and go on. But Ezekiel 25, 
And I'm going to start at verse number one. The Bible says, the word of the Lord came to me saying. So remember where we're at. He was called. He was commissioned. He began to speak about the judgment of Israel and Judah. God judged them. God brought them into captivity. God began to scatter them. God did exactly what he said he would do because of their disobedience to his word. And then it says in 25, chapter 25, verse 1, And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face against the Ammonites and prophesy against them. Say to the Ammonites, Hear the word of the Lord God. Thus says the Lord God, Because you said, Ah, against my sanctuary, when it was profaned, and against the land of Israel, when it was desolate, and against the house of Judah, when they went into captivity. Indeed, therefore, I will deliver you as a possession to the men of the east, and they shall set their encampments among you, and make their dwellings among you. They shall eat your fruit, and they shall drink your milk. Now I'm going to read you verse number 3 in the Message Bible. The Message Bible is not a translation, it's an interpretation. Okay? It says, Because you cheered when my sanctuary was desecrated, and the land of Judah was devastated, and the people of Israel were taken into exile. In other words, it says, when, when God brought judgment... To Israel and Judah, it says that what they did is they took great joy. Finally, they begin to be excited because they were judged. And God said, because of your attitude, I will now judge you. See, you can never triumph in somebody else's anguish. God is processing all of us. Thank you for listening to this message by Pastor David Verdecchio of New Destiny Christian Center. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us online at www.newdestinychristiancenter.com.